Welcome to Day Zero Update for March 21st, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Dan Red Victoria. And yeah, this has been a week full of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff I had to leave out uh, because mm-hmm. I just did not want to have a show that's super long. Might still get long, but uh, we got a lot of here, a lot of dates. Uh, let's see. One really rich asshole being a rich asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's oh, a bunch yeah. of Xbox news and a bunch of Sony news and some Square Inc. news. Yep. Uh, at least a few interesting tidbits there and some stuff that, uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get to that stuff, let's talk about what we've been playing. I will start here with, uh, I've been playing Avengers. Now that it's on a PS5. And uh, the new Xboxes and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the few games I've seen that got in the new version that is bigger than the original version. Really? Hmm. It's like 76 gigs compared to 60-something. Hmm. Uh, which is quite a big upgrade or a big, uh, big increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the ones I've seen have been usually a bit smaller. Because they're able to do better compression and all that. So I don't know what is going on here. But uh, the game itself, uh, I not played it before. So I'm basically starting from scratch, uh, which works out pretty well uh, yeah. for the most part. Though this early part of the game I'm still in is a lot of uh, you know story-heavy stuff. So not a lot of action, very little loot so far. Uh, basically found like one item randomly then found the the chest where they introduce the notion of loot to you so it's like very basic stuff for each of the slots you have uh, with Mm -hmm. Kamala Khan yeah and yeah so now I'm hanging out with uh, Bruce Banner looking for Tony Stark all Mm -hmm. that Uh, definitely a good bit of difference from what I had seen of the beta just because it's Mm -hmm. Not all the, a lot of the context is taken out of it. Because like the the beta just had you playing the sort of intro sequence with the different heroes, none of mm-hmm. which you play anytime soon after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it zoomed to a part with Kamala Khan fighting some dudes, uh, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so I think I'm getting close to where that was at. I'm still like two hours in, so it's still a good ways in, but uh, they do a lot of neat stuff story-wise with this. Kamala Khan's mm-hmm. a really well-done character here. Uh, the others, they try to flush them out as much as they can. Uh, but yeah, the action so far has been uh, few and far between. Mm. But uh, looking forward to getting some more time into that. And beyond that, I have like two more, what they call operations, which are like mini campaigns introducing the two new characters which both of which are essentially hawkeyes mm-hmm. uh, kate bishop and hawkeye which i'm gonna say is a bad idea mm-hmm. uh, having basically two very similar heroes to start off your expansion stuff mm-hmm. uh, that's maybe maybe not the best way to get people excited uh, over potentially getting mm-hmm. others in but we'll have news on that what's up next for uh, Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers is a game that I played quite a bit. Um, 
during its initial launch, but once it got to the point where the campaign sort of delves into the more multiplayer parts, like for example, going on missions, I feel like the tutorial didn't really show you how to do the loadouts very well. And that kind of bogged my experience down. So that actually prevented me from completing the campaign. So this is definitely something I want to eventually want to jump back into. Um, especially yeah. my main issue with uh, uh, the game, aside from what I said about the, 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 the campaign flow, was the fact that, you know, when you die, the load screens took way too long. So I definitely want to see how it is on PS5. I've died plenty of times, and it's, uh, it's pretty quick. It's great but to hear. That depends on where you're at in the story. Because a lot of times yeah. it's been me like doing platforming stuff and occasionally just losing sight of where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the part I stopped playing was actually right after that mission in the snow when you're with Banner. But mm-hmm. okay, that's why I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like a stealth sequence early on that was not particularly great. Yeah, uh, there's just some platforming stuff going to the the Chimera ship. Which I missed the Whoa. convenient uh, pull, just hanging out randomly. It's like, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm supposed to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like right be right after they introduce her, like super jump as she starts getting her Whoa. powers. So yeah, seems pretty decent so far. Looking forward to putting some more time into it. Um, also been playing some more Fortnite. Uh, they have their new season, which is kind of. Changing up a few things with the bow being the big new weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other new stuff is like the crafting system to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much in the traditional game sense, more of just a means of upgrading certain weapons. I haven't seen any way of creating items out of it, but I also haven't delved too deep. Uh, a lot of that stuff is based on. Uh, having a base weapon and getting certain kinds of items, some of which are based on killing animals that are now hanging around randomly in the in the map or beating up vehicles or something. I I still haven't been able to figure out which vehicles are the ones that I should beat up uh, to get mm-hmm. the gears that you can use to upgrade stuff. But like some of the bows, you can just grab like a a gas can and fill and you turn it into like a flaming bow for the upgrade. Mm-hmm. So you get some fire damage along with uh, the damage you get with the, the, the arrow itself. So the bow's pretty nice. It gives you kind of like an arc as you've seen in probably a lot of other games. They have it, mm-hmm. uh, which can be a bit tougher to use in a multiplayer game, but I've been able to have some success with that. So it's not too bad. Uh, and that's leading mm-hmm. up to, uh, Unlocking Lara Croft is like the first major character you unlock on the battle pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, which seems like the kind of the classic Lara Croft with the, the green tank top and all that. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really seem too focused on the, the newer ones, but that might be skin stuff you unlock uh, mm-hmm. later in the battle pass. So I haven't checked that out mm-hmm. yet. But uh, yeah, continuing the. Uh, the PS5 upgrade path, uh, playing more Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, enjoying that a good bit. Uh, still hard as hell, especially doing some of the the time trial stuff, which basically mm-hmm. keeps the same level as you're going, but there are specific crates that have numbers on them, and those will freeze the timer for 
you know, whatever number it says, usually one or two for most mm-hmm. of them. Uh, so you're kind of trying to find uh, good paths to hit them and keep your momentum going. Uh, mm-hmm. Managed to do that in the first stage after like 10 or 15 attempts. Uh, yeah. Just trying to find good, good paths there and not dying in stupid ways. Cause if you fuck up, mm-hmm. uh, you just get sent straight back to the beginning of the stage. Uh, there's also some of those side, uh, the flashback tapes that are also neat. So they're kind of side scrolling stages that the ones I've seen have been mostly focused on, uh, needing to jump on crates, uh, to get mm-hmm. around, uh, which you gotta figure out how some of that stuff works. And the one, uh, this, I think it's the second one, is incredibly hard to 100% because it needs you to bounce on this box to break it so you get the, the arrow box that lets you jump higher. But you also need to jump on it in such a way so you don't hit the box that's immediately above you because you need to go around and on top of it to then get a high jump off of that, like a double jump to hit a box that's way above that. Ooh. It's like right at the beginning of the stage. It's a big fuck you challenge if you're trying to get the 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just did, just got to the end with as many as I could, and I think it gives you, or it, it gives you medals, and it's like bronze is just passing the level, uh, mm-hmm. silver is like getting ninety percent of the boxes, and then one hundred percent's the gold, and that one's mm-hmm. gonna be a very hard gold. Uh, so I'm probably not gonna go for the golds, or one hundred percent or anything like that. Because that game mm-hmm. require a lot of time invested to find all the crates and all that kind of stuff in there. But uh, that game's still fun. If you're like the Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot style, that's worth checking out. And uh, also been playing some Ratchet & Clank. This is the PS2 Ratchet & Clank. Uh, mm-hmm. So the thing I'm doing on our Twitch channel is since Rift Apart's coming out here in about three months, I want to play through as many of the Ratchet and Clank games as I can. Yeah. Before then. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. How many of the others have you played? I've played all of them. The only one I haven't beaten of the oh. mainline ones is hmm. Up Your Arsenal, the third game. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at Ratchet and Clank, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, Tools of Destruction, Quest for Booty, Kraken uh, hmm. Time, and Into the Nexus. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I'm calling the mainline games. Mm-hmm. If there's time, I could play like the the PS4 remake or some of the side stuff that came out on PS3, and maybe the PSP games, Size Matters and Secret Agent Clank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, I'm focusing on these ones because at least the five of them are pretty long games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done three streams of the first one. Here and I'm in sight of the end, like four or five more worlds to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably trying to finish that up either Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Mm. But that game is definitely rough, that original one. The camera's pretty bad at times. Uh, the mm-hmm. controls are not great when you're trying to be precise because uh, mm. there's no strafing, no lock on. I kind of have it now with the the upgraded hover pack. You can kind of go into like a weird hover strafe mode, but it just controls mm. just just poorly enough that it's kind of annoying. 
because uh, you're it's just weird mm-hmm. but haven't had too much trouble with the game uh the hoverboard sequence was the toughest part i would say because it's just figuring out the the rhythm of how to get through it it yeah. takes a, a good bit of time but luckily it needed it really needs a restart quick restart option otherwise you just have to quit out and then start again uh luckily mm. it doesn't take too long to load but the bosses so far haven't been too much of an issue. The one I was fearing was the ogre one. If you know the one I'm talking about, Brandon. Uh, yeah. The big dude in like the lava pit. Mm-hmm. That is, it has a lot of like Dreamcast style special effects on it. Or when you hit it, uh-huh. hit whatever it's thing, it puts like a weird shield on it. looks like a, a Dreamcast, like light gun shooter mm-hmm. kind of game. Uh, the thing I did not remember about that boss is at a certain point, it'll literally just suck all your ammo out and shoot it all over the map. Yep. I had never forgot. I never remembered that. So I don't know if I ever got lucky with that, but I remember dying a lot to it. So I don't know, but yeah. it was fun being getting my pattern down and just like pulling all my ammo out and just shooting all over. Like what, what the fuck? Now I gotta go fucking <laughs> run around and find the ammo that yeah. I need. But, I am running into the the unfortunate way it randomly decides what ammo to put in crate boxes. Because uh, mm-hmm. it really seems like it should prioritize stuff that maybe uh, won't get, uh, that will give you like a full charge. Or it's like, oh, you got one blaster bolt. It's like, great, I really needed that uh, yeah. over other stuff that could use a full set of ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I know will play a big issue in the final boss. Yeah. Uh, where you have limited opportunities to refill your ammo. Mm. Uh, so if you don't try it early on, if you don't beat it early on, you got a tough road ahead after that. So that'll be a fun way to end that stream. Yep. And I never have to play it again. Mm-hmm. One of the games that uh, have all the stuff that you know from the series, the leveling up, mm. the strafe controls, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. been... What's that? I was saying, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, well, uh, as for me, I'm still uh, more or less playing Splatoon 2. Uh, I've got all of the Sunken Scrolls now and uh, all of the stamps for the individual worlds. So right now my uh, game is almost entirely based around the competitive stuff. Um which is a lot of fun, um, definitely. Um, I will say that I kind of uh, kind of have an issue with the way that they sort of well, the way that they you know when you okay so when you start like a regular bat a, a regular battle, um, which you know it's turf war, uh, you basically are uh, you and seven other people. And basically, the, the way the, the, the game works is it just kind of randomly grabs about seven other people that just so happen to be playing the game at that specific time. The problem is the game doesn't really put a whole lot of emphasis on, like, whether or not you're all within the same range as far as, like, leveling up and your gear is concerned. I mean... A lot of times it will try to do like a thing where it's like it'll get like a mixture of low and high level players for each team. So it'll kind of balance itself out. 
But there have been more than a few instances where I've been in a team of like people who are like, you know, like I'm level 13 and I've got people like 11, 12, level 13, level 14 against people against a team of four players that are like 30 and up. And that is not a little thing because rank your level is directly proportional to the type of stuff that you can get at the store for weapons and gear. Meaning that yeah. their arsenal is of a higher level than yours, and it does have an impact. Yep. Um, it's not a game that you would want to smurf in. No. Um, people don't know what smurfing is. It's just creating a new account so that you get matched up with noobs, but you're secretly really good. Yeah. Or better than them. Yeah. Um. On the on the flip side, though, there's also the ranked matches, and ranked matches are much fairer. They don't do uh, do it where any character is any higher than maybe seven or eight levels higher than you are, so it's within the range of where you're at. Um, that being said, I do have a bone to pick with the way some of these freaking uh, ma- these games are set up. Uh, Tower. You know, the tower defense thing is fine. Um, it's um, the the sort of uh, splat zone, however, is it's, it's kind of off, especially when you're having to divide yourself between two particular splat zones and having to control both of them um, at yeah. the same time. And then there's the, uh, the, the, uh, the, I forgot what it's called, but it's the one where you have to pick up all the clams and throw them into the opposite, the opposition's basket or clam net. And that one really does not do a very good job of explaining what it is you actually have to do. Um, even with the, uh, the, the, like, the explanation that the game provides. Because what you're supposed to do is, it is true that both care that both sides have what's essentially their their clam basket, and but the thing is, each clam basket is actually blocked or surrounded by a barrier, which essentially looks like an enormous volleyball. And the game doesn't tell you this, but what you're supposed to do is, you're supposed to first pick up a specific number of clams. Those clams will then in turn turn into a football, which you're then supposed to throw into the barrier, which not only equals getting uh, 20 points, but it also gets rid of the barrier so that other people can start throw start throwing clams into it. See, I did not know that, and the game doesn't really explain that to you. So I'm there like an idiot trying to toss a dozen clams into a freaking volleyball and thinking, why is this not... Why is this not counting? What's going on? You know. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we. Uh, so, uh, I've lost a bunch of matches just because of that. Um, so you were the new that was ruining everybody else's time. Yeah. Because um, remember, you can't actually go on ranked matches until you are level ten. So. Yeah. You know. Um, that being said, though, still a lot of fun. So I'm still loving it. Uh, also, I've uh, been playing uh, Street Fighter Three Third Impact because uh, it's uh, available on PS Now for playing, and I've played it, and I love it. It's great. 
It's Street Fighter Three. It's a great game. Um, it is also hard as balls, and some of those characters are patently unfair. And I'm not necessarily talking about Gil, the last boss. <laughs> I'm talking about characters like Elena, who is basically all legs and can basically hit you from half a screen away, which is bullshit, but whatever. Um, and I've also been playing Jade Empire, uh, old school Bioware RPG, uh, made after they did KOTOR and more or less uses the KOTOR engine, but before they started making Mass Effect, so it's a little a little bit jankier than Mass Effect is. But uh, it's a great game. Um, that's pretty much it. So, uh, Dan Red, what about you? Yeah, um, I've been playing mostly Bravely Default 2. I'm about eight hours in. But I'm not as far as I would like to be because this game is kicking my ass. Um, and it's gotten to the point where I just went ahead and put it on easy because I want to be able to, like, you know, beat it before Monster Hunter comes out, which probably won't happen. <laughs> but um, I don't remember any of the Bravely games, like, giving me this much of a problem. Um, it's weird because, like, it, it does what a lot of uh, RPGs with the... Uh, set encounters do where you know if you're near an enemy if you're too strong they'll run away um and if if they're buff they're they're usually in, in a different color and that sort of thing so i've done a good job pretty much like fighting whatever enemy there is nearby me so that i'd never be under leveled but once i got to this fourth boss like he just never lets up and i barely beat him last night and it was like 3 30 in the morning and i was like fuck it i'm done for now and i'll go i'll, I'll go ahead and uh shut this off and um so if, if you've if you've played it bravely before like one of the best things it does is uh it'll allow you to pretty much level up um when the game is in sleep mode so once you get to a certain point you can unlock this ship and whenever you have the game in sleep mode if, if it's been um it'll it'll go on like explorations and uh when you turn it back on you'll receive notifications as to what's happening and you have a max of 12 hours. So if you've had your switch on sleep mode for 12 hours, you'll get the maximum um, loot. And oftentimes, those are things that'll like raise your experience for your job points as well as like your, your leveling up. So that's all been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like the game has been pretty tough. And the, the, the format is pretty much, there are these things called asterisks where once you get them, you can go ahead and um, unlock another uh, uh, job or class change. And like mm. it really reminds me of um all the Final Fantasies before five where you know the the jobs really mattered. But honestly, this game is pretty much just a harder Final Fantasy five. And I, I like that about it. But you know, when you're mm. when, when you're at a point where you want to be able to finish or not really not really rush through, but you know, you want to be able to uh get to a good enough point so you can play something else, it's it's uh it, it it it's pretty rough but aside from that i'm i'm really enjoying the game the, the the story so far is really solid um but yeah like so far it's it's just a really solid switch title and um i'm i'm looking forward to actually getting through that part that i just finished last night so yeah Bravely default 2 is pretty hard even on easy mode so keep that in mind and uh the game doesn't do doesn't doesn't do that great of a job of explaining the intricacies of the various classes you do. So it's definitely a game where you have to like do your own research, make your own spreadsheets, and whatever have you be. But yeah, it's solid so far. Um, because the game was a little difficult, I was able to finish the last campfire last Sunday, and uh, I really enjoyed that one. It's about six hours long, 
um, easily platinum as long as you're able to like you know not skip anything. And, and um, it's really one of those games where you don't want to skip anything because all of the puzzles are really fun to solve. Um, granted, I, I had to go on YouTube to uh, see what some of the solutions were, but um, overall, it was a great game, and I'm I'm really excited to see what Hello Games is working on next, aside from um, No Man's Sky. Um, also, I checked out a few games from the uh, the March sale going on PSN right now, and I uh, picked up Patapon and uh, Parappa the Rap Remastered. Uh, both of these games were games I missed out on on both the PSP and the original PlayStation, so uh, it was a good um, way to rest from a preview default. Um, mm-hmm. Patapon is really cool. It's really rhythm rhythmic-based, and I'm really enjoying that one. Parappa, like, I understand the appeal, but it's a really, really bad remaster. Um, I think part of the reason is because they tried porting over the PSP experience, which had some input lag. So when you're playing it on PS4 Pro or PS5, you'll have even more input lag, and it just really brings down the experience and i'm like oh man how can i even get through so i was able to like beat the first three stages on normal but i don't even know how i'll be able to get it through on cool mode so i don't know it's really rough and i'm surprised to, uh, i'm surprised the second one ended up getting remastered too with how bad this one is but you know um and animal crossing just celebrated its uh, first anniversary this is the very first mm-hmm. time where i've played an animal crossing game throughout the entire year and things are starting to repeat themselves but um Luckily for uh, those who have played it for a while, um, even though you're, you're going to have the same holidays, the events and items are uh, slightly different. So Nintendo is really doing a good job as far as making this a live product. And um, even though like my gameplay has obviously teetered off over the last few months, it's still a game that I rarely ever miss my 15 minutes of play on. So I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. that. And um, yeah, like I, but it's gotten to a point where as much Switch as I've played over these... Uh, past few months i i I think i need a new one because um when i was playing bravely default a couple days ago um the the switch got hot to a point where it had to put itself on sleep mode and i was like oh that's that's not good um people that follow me on instagram have been talking about how my switch buzzes so yeah i'm i'm in the market for a new switch Uh, the the switch pro can't come soon enough and i might have to buy one one of the standard or uh, light ones before then and i'm not looking forward to that but uh yeah, so that's pretty much been it for me. All right. All right. So let's get to the news here. Uh, this section here is just a bunch of new dates and whatnot. Uh, Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster finally has a date for the West. Uh, we're mm-hmm. looking at May 25th for PS4, Switch, and Steam. Yeah. And I believe they've also announced a digital deluxe edition that comes with some extra DLC, which I think mm-hmm. also includes Dante from Devil May Cry. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the original uh, game was one of those uh, cult hits on the PlayStation 2. Um, this was, was like this In game, I think. Persona was- 3 era. Yeah, games really started getting big. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with its like cyberpunkish aesthetics and the fact that the monster designs are all weirdly sexualized. Which, which if you've since then, if you've played most of the Shin Megami Tensei games and Persona games, that's kind of par for the course. But uh, yeah, wasn't exactly something everyone knew about. Also. Uh, like most uh, Shin Megami Tensei games, the game story goes absolutely 
batshit crazy in the third act. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the Shinigami Tensei game, or the last one before uh, Persona really uh, rebranded itself with Persona Three. And um, mm-hmm. that being said, like the Shin Megami Tensei series, especially when compared to a game like Persona, is extremely difficult. But oh, um, yeah, I would say that this game was slightly easier than four. Four, I didn't even come close to completing. So this uh-huh. one should Melt be me. a little bit more, uh, a little bit more approachable. That being said, it's it, it's still hard. But like, yeah, this game has. If you were wondering where all the monsters from Persona came from, like. It all came from these, so it's a it's it's really a good uh, trip across memory lane. That being said, uh, be prepared for some torture because these, these games are balls hard. Yeah, yeah. And for what I could see, the digital Lux edition also comes with uh, the ability to play it four days early, so you get on the twenty first yep. instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the merciful difficulty, Shimagami yeah. Tensei BGM pack, Mercy and yeah. Expectation map pack, and the Maniacs pack. Which they have a nice, helpful uh, asterisk there saying, featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Mm-hmm. Which is the meme, because that was on the, the box art for the game when it came out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully uh, it runs well, because I believe that's the the main issue from the Japanese release, is that it was not as polished as people were expecting. Yeah. So uh... I hope they've worked on that mm-hmm. so yeah but, uh, yeah that'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. and people get reintroduced uh, to the weird all over again yeah yeah uh coming out a month later is scarlet nexus yeah the anime action rpg thing that bandai namco or namco bandai has coming out mm-hmm. uh yeah for what all the Xboxes, PlayStations, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a special edition, and I believe it's also getting an anime at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this was the first um, "quote unquote" next gen game that I was ever interested in um, with the uh, yeah. events that Xbox and PlayStation had. So I'm definitely looking forward to this game. Yeah, um, the uh, team that did the team that did Code Vein worked on this, and uh, you can definitely tell by the character design. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping it's a little. Uh, I'm hoping the, the the meld between Tails and uh, Code Vein is uh, approachable enough uh, for um, you know someone who doesn't like trails or, or doesn't like Tails and uh, uh, did like Code Vein to an extent. So I'm hoping like the difficulty is like uh, somewhere in between that. But as far mm-hmm. as the style of this game goes, like I'm I'm definitely into it. Um, I haven't seen a oh, trailer yeah. since uh, its initial. Um, its initial uh, announcement, but this is definitely a game yeah. I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this one gets received. Yeah, but yeah, trying to see what they have out here. They got the pre-order edition, include some bonus cosmetic stuff, digital deluxe edition, which includes that and a few extra things, and there's the Guardians edition. Hmm. Which includes a digital art book, official soundtrack, art prints, hardcore hardcover art book, stickers, and a steel book. So yeah, I'm not uh I'm not sure what that price is. Let's see. Okay, here it is. Sixty bucks. Okay, for the new consoles and all that. Yeah. Uh for the mm-hmm. base price. Are they gonna show me anything else? 
Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. All right, whatever. <laughs> Still supposedly coming out this week. We mentioned last week that the Dying Light 2 is going to get an update. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking to the, the status of it, and it didn't really have much in there. Other than saying, hey, we're still aiming to get this out this year. Yeah. Uh, Isn't this, this is like after like all of this, uh, these these accusations of like a really toxic work environment and stuff going on over there? Yeah. And I guess this video, I did not watch it because I don't care that much. But uh, apparently they read like curse filled messages from people. Wanting more information about the game, uh, yeah. and then go on to say, you know, no matter how you express, yeah, we are proud of having such devoted fans as you. No matter how you express your feelings, and just mm-hmm. for you, here is a small segment of what's coming. It's like don't say yeah. you're okay with people being shitty to you. Yeah, not a not a good idea. You're just going to encourage them that way. And they say they're going to. Uh, they put out a form for questions that people want answered. They'll do ask me anything videos, answering mm-hmm. stuff. But other than that, it's like still confirming it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC later this year, which probably isn't going to look super great when you're uh, a year after the the new consoles have launched and mm-hmm. pretty much any other big name game is coming out on everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, there's I, that. I, I still don't think it'll make the date, but um, you know, if it does, cool. Yeah. Uh, what's not going to hit this year? It's Gotham Knights. Uh, the Warner Brothers Montreal game, sort of follow up to the Arkham series. That was mm-hmm. uh, kind of more co-op focused, playing with friends. Uh, they put out yeah. a statement, basically saying, "Let's see, we are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players." Thank you mm-hmm. to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. Look forward to showcasing mm-hmm. more of the game in the coming months. It's like, yeah, that's not a game I was thinking was even coming out this year. Uh, so I'm fine with them taking time mm-hmm. uh, to do it right. Not pull a Arkham Knight where they fucked up that PC version big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what they showed out of uh, fandom, it looks pretty cool. But yeah, I don't think anybody expected this game to come out this year. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, I I highly doubted it was going to come to. I mean, I'll, I mean, especially considering this is like a big uh, AAA game, but also for the fact that COVID basically yeah. screwed up for everyone. So not a big shock. Yeah, at this point, I'm basically not expecting anything that doesn't have a specific date. Mm-hmm. And even then, being okay with that stuff sliding as well. Yeah, uh, if it's not within the next like two months or three months at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about something that is coming out here, uh, hopefully in the near future. Uh, Super Bomberman R Online. If you remember, this was a game that was made for Stadia exclusively, mm-hmm. uh, the sixty-four player battle royale thing. Uh, that seemed like a neat idea, and they kept claiming like it's made from the ground up for stadia apparently they figured out how to make it for things that aren't stadia because they're bringing yeah. it to all the consoles and pc with crossplay as a free-to-play game mm-hmm. so 
think the only paid stuff they've talked about right now is like a ten ten dollar pack of Konami themed costumes for the for your Bomberman. I think are similar to some mm-hmm. of the ones they added to regular Super Bomberman are. But I think mm-hmm. it's just the the battle royale mode, so nothing really too fancy about this. Yeah, I mean that being said, like I would say that this is definitely my favorite announcement of the week. Um, granted, I've never played the Super Bomberman R on Stadia, but uh, a Bomberman Battle Royale sounds amazing, and I yeah. definitely see myself wasting a lot of hours playing it wherever it ends up. Yeah, I hadn't realized what it was, but it's basically uh, a bunch of I think it's eight player or no, maybe six player uh, matches that are going on simultaneously that have doors in the different fields. Cause you can run over to the next one and try to take out mm. people there, that kind of stuff. So there's means of more reason to blow up the, the different blocks cause you can get your way into other areas and try and take out other people. So it's a really mm. interesting way of adapting it to the typical, Battle Royale thing. Um, here's everybody on an island. Try to survive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's neat. I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, they have not announced any dates or anything like that. So nope. I wouldn't be surprised if it's out this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to uh, the big asshole this week. Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, announced that they had laid off uh, quite a few people from their esports uh, division. I think probably also other people around the company. Yeah. Uh, and a few days later, announced that he was getting his stock bonuses. That was going yeah. to be a total payout of nearly $200 million. Yeah. It's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Uh, because they're doing so well. So well that they can't keep people on board, uh, you know, uh, and he's not going to sacrifice that two hundred million dollars to keep those people employed. Nope. So yeah, that's mm. Uh, mm. yeah. I mean, like it, it's gotten to the point where we we probably shouldn't even be surprised. I mean, head honchos for game companies are going to be head honchos for game companies, especially if uh, they don't really have a gaming background. They're just going to pretty much squeeze it for all it's worth and uh while it's unfortunate uh, to hear about you know what happened at uh activision with the layoffs um it does make me wonder about like you know where where they go from there because obviously like you know overwatch league still exists and uh so do a lot of the other games that have sort of a competitive component to them um i'm just wondering whether or not uh the people that were let go for the esports campaigning were actually like uh involved with the day-to-day as far as the development as well because i mean let's face it like as much as this sucks like it's really easy to contract event management companies to do this sort of thing event when, when the pandemic ends and like putting on events is really really expensive so yeah. um like yeah like i i don't i don't know where they go from there and hopefully like the people that were let go that actually do have a have experience in development uh, eventually land on their feet you know they, they they normally do but you know anything can happen but yeah, mm-hmm. th- this stuff about Kodak doesn't surprise me at all. We we we've seen it happen with all sorts of other companies. So uh, yeah, it sucks, but it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe the people that got laid off, uh, amongst getting severance and that kind of stuff, also got a two hundred dollar uh, battle net credit. Yeah, that that in particular was what um 
uh, piss me off. I mean, like when you're working for a game company, you're gonna you're, you're, you're you pretty much should expect to, if not get the game for free, at least get huge discounts on them. So why the hell would I want a, a gift card for a company that that just fired me? That 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 doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, it's it's not like Battle.net has that many games on it. Nope. I would imagine if you're working at Blizzard for a good amount of time, you probably end up buying them over time. If it's mm-hmm. not the game you're working on, I would assume you get a copy of that for free uh, so you can yeah. play it for work purposes. Uh, so it's like, okay, is this just so you can keep playing WoW or buy loot crates in Overwatch or something? Uh, it's not like working on Steam if you were to get a $200 Steam card. I was like, well, that could be used for a variety of things. The mm-hmm. Battle.net card would get you only a limited amount of things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, I mean, like, not to say it was a good thing, but like, you know, the the fact that they got their severance is 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 a good thing, but I don't know why they had to bother including the, the Battle.net card in here. They, like, to me, that, that that's just a slap in the face. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, they got 90 days severance and a year of health benefits. Probably the more important things. Yeah, I mean, like, you you, you never want to fire anybody during the pandemic. And, like, when, when you combine this with the news we heard last week about the folks in Texas, it's just, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, let's get to some better things. Uh, Microsoft decided to show their money hands mm-hmm. and announce a bunch of stuff for Game Pass that includes Outriders. Yep. Being available at yeah. launch on Xbox, not the PC mm-hmm. version. So, sucks to be you, PC Game Pass people. Uh, let's see, Undertale is also on there, which is supposedly a new version. It has like extra stuff in there. Yeah, that's what, what I've heard. Is, but, <laughs> but that's weird. Also, mm-hmm. in there is an unannounced version of Octopath Traveler coming to yeah. Xbox that. Mm-hmm. I double checked. I did not get any emails about this thing being announced for new platforms and their account, their Twitter account, literally has nothing. They they just made emoji tweets at the the Game Pass account when that was announced. So it's like, what is going on here? Is this yeah, also it's, coming it's, to it's PlayStation? Totally because both Microsoft and Square Enix are very good at marketing and um the fact that this got shadow dropped and they're still not talking about it, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming that maybe Nintendo like paid them to not you know talk about anything, but I don't know. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, to restrict people from talking about other versions of the game years later. Uh, but that is supposedly out on the 25th. So this mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm. Maybe other versions show up? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, yeah, the Undertale's out now. Let's see what else is on here. PC version of Nier Automata, which uh, upset the people that own it on Steam, where it's not gotten updates since launch. And that mm-hmm. version is not particularly good either. Nope. So this is like a new port with improvements and some extra content in it that has caused people to review bomb the game on Steam. Mm-hmm. Twitch, Activision, or uh, Square Enix will do nothing and maybe mm-hmm. fix them in a couple years with no fanfare yeah. or anything. Uh, let's see what else is on here. Yeah, EA Play, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons is available on EA Play. So if you have that on PlayStation, PC, or uh, Xbox, 
Uh, you can mm-hmm. check that out as well as Game Pass people. Uh, what else is on here? There's a couple PC console games coming to PC version. There's Narita Boys on here. It's an indie game I, I seen. I pre-installed the X. I was like, oh, check that out. That's out on the 30th. So a couple interesting things here. In, uh, mm-hmm. Outriders, you can play the demo and sort of get progress in that early mm-hmm. if you want. And you have no reason to buy any other version of that game. Nope. Unless you don't have Xbox, I guess. Uh-huh. But there's that. And uh, speaking of Game Pass, EA Play is finally out now on PC Game Pass. Uh, after being delayed uh, basically the day of mm-hmm. in December. Mm-hmm. And the process for doing this is pretty weird. It's not as seamless as it is on Xbox. Uh, basically, you have to go and check the account settings. Uh, sort of the way that you can like link your you know Steam account or Twitter account or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can link your EA account to it, which if you've already played EA games on an Xbox, you've probably already done this, so you may just have it already set up. It then requires you to download the new beta EA desktop download uh, uh, client. Mm-hmm. You log into that and do all of that rigmarole. And then from there on, you can download the games in that app at no extra cost as long as you have PC Game Pass uh, mm. subscription going. Or Game Pass Ultimate if you're on console because you get both with that. Uh, yeah, that all runs out of the EA app, so I don't think it has Xbox Live achievements. It may still have the Ooh. Origin achievements. And there's a reason why I have not downloaded anything for, after doing all this. So I was like, I don't have the time or mental capacity for this mm-hmm. uh, yet, at least. But it's got a bunch of the EA stuff, and it's the PC-specific stuff. So if you got a a decent PC rig, this is a good chance to check out Battlefield and sort of test that out, which mm-hmm. is what I was interested in when this thing was launching a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's all a weird whole thing, the way this all works. Mm-hmm. So just putting the damn games on the Game Pass app. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so that's weird. Uh, let's see, more Xbox news. There's an update coming for the Xbox. Uh, big issue that's been hounding the, the Xboxes since launch is that if you have any sort of game running, your download speeds shrink to a tiny percentage of what it could be mm-hmm. uh, because it's dedicating part of that bandwidth to the game itself, uh, even if it's not an online game. Uh mm-hmm. And there's like three states the games could be. They could be in like quick resume. There's like suspended and running. And they just mm-hmm. released or they announced an update that's in the preview program right now. Uh, yeah, the insider program. But it'll essentially allow you to have it put your games into suspend mode uh, to boost your download speeds. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised Which, this is not a thing that wasn't because I mean you can do this on PS no problem just 
Yeah. On PlayStation, well, I, they have I, like the the separate chip to handle the download stuff, so it makes it a bit yeah. easier to get that stuff downloading and kind of keep it separate as long as you're not doing internet intensive games. Yeah, the Xbox UI has always lended itself to be better at multitasking. So um, I guess this is a pretty cool move. Um, granted, I, I haven't turned on my Series X in a while, but like one of my problems is the fact that it would go into sleep mode before a download finishes. I don't know if this actually addresses that, but uh, whatever works. I don't know. But yeah, I was yeah. getting ready to stream Ratchet and Clank, uh, and I was like, okay, I'll pause my download so there's nothing going on. It'll literally just ignore me the entire time. I had to tell it to... I tried to cancel it, too, because I was like, all right, if you're going to fuck around with this, just cancel all these downloads. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was downloading a bunch of stuff to my external, which for whatever reason, when I put it to sleep, it decided, ah, oh, we're not going to download anything that you want. Mm-hmm. At least maybe in, installed updates for games that I didn't tell it to. But mm-hmm. so when I got up, I was pretty annoyed, and then I had to restart it. took a few minutes, then... And I canceled everything because it. When you got a game running, it tells you like, "Hey, this. You got a game running. Uh, it, your download speed's gonna be shit until you stop doing that." Which is why I just mm-hmm. cancel out. Uh, don't play games on it when I got mm-hmm. downloads going. And now I just got a straight button there. to suspend my game. It'll probably mm-hmm. work like half the time. You have to restart your system, which at that point you're suspending your game. I assume. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that'll be neat when that hits. Make it a little bit easier. I think the thing they still have to do is give you a way to tell what games you have in Quick Resume because mm. they don't mark any of those. So I might have yeah. games that are technically in Quick Resume that if I start up, we'll just be like, oh, you're here. What? What? I had no clue. Because if you're doing like Game Pass quests, uh, a lot of those quests are just, oh, you downloaded enough to start it, and we gave you the credit for this. I cancel the download and delete it. It's like, all right. This is a good experience of downloading mm-hmm. simulation. Let's see what else they got Xbox Wise. Oh, yeah, they're going to have an event this week called an Indie Showcase. Show off a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, new, new game announcements from, let's see, Drinkbox, Drinkbox Studios, Devolver Digital, Curve Digital, and more. Uh, about 25 game debuts and over 100 total. I mentioned probably some montages there. Uh, but confirmed games, the second extinction, Void Train, Stalker 2, The mm-hmm. Ascent, XO1, and The Wild at Heart. Mm. Uh, and I assume they'll make sure you know any games that are going to be coming to uh, Game Pass. And okay. I guess about it. Yeah. I'm interested to see what all is there and how much, if any of it's exclusive to them. Yeah. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, next week's show, we'll have even more stuff to talk about. Uh, let's get to the Sony news here. There's a bunch of it. Uh, there's that Play at Home uh, promotion they're doing, giving away some free games. Ratchet and Clank yeah. was the the main one for this month. Yeah, and they announced a new slate of ten games that are coming. Yeah, and they uh, got a pretty good lineup too. Yeah, there's a batch here that are available March 25th. That includes, mm-hmm. let's see, Abzu, which that's a really fun mm-hmm. game. Oh uh, yeah, Enter the Gungeon, 
the roguelite kind of uh spinoff of stuff like nuclear throne and uh some other games yeah uh, there's res infinite which is mm-hmm. amazing in vr yeah just uh you know, make sure you don't uh, suffer from epilepsy when you try to play that game because, holy cow. Um, but if you don't suffer from epilepsy, then yes, please play it because it's probably the closest thing you can have to playing a digital product that can give you something akin to a high. <laughs> and it's the easiest version of the game because yeah. you no longer have to worry about cursor speeds. It's literally nope. you looking around. If you miss stuff, you just look behind you and boom, shoot them. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really cool experience to look around the worlds as you're doing all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And check out that new Area X. That's also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Subnautica, which is a great yep. uh, survival game, mostly yep. underwater. Mm-hmm. As you've crashed on an alien water planet. Yep. And you get to do all that stuff and see all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be getting a PS5 upgrade at some point, so uh, you'll be pretty sure a better version of that too. What's that, mm-hmm. Brandon? I was going to say, yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, I'm sure I'd heard that, that there's going to be a PS5 upgrade. Yeah, because I know they're bringing the, the, the sequel or spinoff or whatever to the, the mm-hmm. consoles. Uh, the one that's like on an ice water planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's yeah. The Witness. Yeah, that... A uh, great puzzle game. Yeah, it's a Jonathan Blow joint. Um, yes, that is also a very relaxing game, but it can also be very frustrating um, because yeah. there are a few that you will play that will you will ever play that will make you feel more stupid. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's one the- section I got to that I thought I understood how to solve it and solve the first few puzzles, but then figured out that I actually did not know how to play it. I just locked into the solutions and mm-hmm. had to look up what I was doing wrong. Yeah. The good thing about that game is that, you know, there's no time limit or timetable you have to worry about. Um, there's no yeah. enemies or anything. You're not, you can't get hurt or anything. You're literally just going around this virtual island solving these grid puzzles. And you don't, and you know, if you, the worst thing that can happen is that if you screw up one puzzle too many times, it'll make you just go back and do the previous one. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise you can just go from, from various puzzles at your own leisure, at your own pace. You know, it's it's yeah. it's basically zen. <laughs> yeah, the only ones I couldn't do were the audio puzzles because I have my own hearing issues and that just would not stick yeah. out the way I mm-hmm. would have liked. Yeah. Uh, and when you find the realize the the big revelation of what's going on, uh, mm-hmm. it's a big holy shit moment. Yeah. I won't spoil uh, it. So for people who haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Just, I will say though, if you pay, if you've been paying attention, they do kind of sort of telegraph it, um, yeah. a little bit in a kind of esoteric way, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's VR stuff here, specific ones that they mm-hmm. mention. Even though Res Infinite is at the the non-VR part, but 
Astrobot Rescue Mission, which easily the best VR game I've ever played. Yep, that's uh, the uh, killer app VR. Yeah, that's the game that just has an amazing soundtrack and look and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've played Astro's Playroom and not this, definitely do it. You'll see where a lot of its style and charm comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Moss, which is another great VR game. It's sort of an action-adventure game, but you're a little mouse. Yeah, with a sword. Yeah. It's kind of like Redwall. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, there's Thumper, which is a game that hates you incredibly. Yep. Uh, it's a rhythm action game, basically. Uh, that's why it's called Thumper, because the game is constantly thumping you in the forehead. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like a metal video in VR game form. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary monster in the background mm-hmm. as you're busting through these notes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Paper Beast, which is also uh, a good VR game from what I've seen. I haven't played it yet. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. from Eric Chahi, who made Another World, and From Dust has yep. a very unique style and way of making games that are just uh, what's the name of the dude? Eric Chahi. Uh, he made Another World, the 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 Side cinematic flat. Yeah, yeah. I think he also did that PlayStation game, Heart of Darkness, which I remember Maybe. because. I remember that game because it's a game that's E for everyone, and in that game you play this little kid who's like gone into this fantasy world, and it's, again, much like Another World, it's like a cinematic platformer, and the yeah. death animations for it are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made yeah. that one. Let's see, Future Wars, Infernal mm-hmm. Runner, and a bunch of yep. French games, because he's a, he's a French dude, so a lot of stuff on Platform's called Loris Sales. I never heard of that. Mm. It's yeah. Amstrad, CPC. Platforms that were big in Europe. and the- mm-hmm. But yeah. That's the yeah. the bulk that's coming out March 25th. Uh, also coming out March 25th is the, the Funimation trial. And mm. the way they word it's a little bit weird. It says on top of the 14-day trial, you get an additional three months. So I guess that's maybe like three and a half months. Mm-hmm. With Funimation or Wakanam, whatever it might be in your region, but I'm excited to check that out because I've not watched a lot of anime of late. That wasn't Dragon Ball, so uh, one of the streamers I follow talks about anime a lot, and I'm like, no, I'll check it out. Some of the stuff he's been talking yeah. about. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. March 25th, to April 22nd. Uh, you can start that one. Yes, and if you get the chance, uh, watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes Dinothes. That is one of the best anime you can watch, period. Yeah. I can watch this uh, Demon Slayer. I've been hearing everybody complain that the movie is rated R. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, even though, Demon even though Slayer it's rated doesn't... R, it was also <laughs> the movie that eventually took down um, Your Name, which was the movie that, that took down spirited away from the uh, Japanese top of the box office. So yeah. Did you see the interview with what's his name from studio Ghibli? Uh, It seemed like they caught him. Yeah. They caught him while he was like cleaning up because he just keeps saying 
yeah, whatever. I don't really care. I got to clean up <laughs> when they're talking to him. It's like, okay, this guy's just, he's like, I'm an old man. I'm just trying to clean up. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares about the box office numbers? Yeah. Uh, even when promoting his next movie, which is like, yeah, sure. But what's really important is cleaning up. It's <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny, but grumpy old man at this point, but still one of the most talented people you'll ever come across. But yeah, like also- uh, bunch of announcements are, um, I mean, I, I heard about it in the beginning of the week, and I was like, okay, cool. If you didn't get Horizon Zero Dawn, definitely this is you, you have you have no excuse now. But yeah. now that I've uh, you know taken a deeper look at it, this is pretty cool because for me, especially Wednesday and when when they announced the um, PlayStation Plus co- collection with the uh, launch of the PS5, I didn't really care because I had all those games. But now with this one, with with this play at home announcement, I only have eight. I, I only have two out of the ten. So. A lot of these games, aside from The Witness and Astro Bot and Horizon, I've never played before. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, jumping in. Especially yeah, with Moss, like, like Moss is a game that I was hoping would be on uh, PS Plus uh, monthly, but it, it never did. So now I have a chance. Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is the final game starting on April, 4th, or April 19th to May 14th. It'll grab that. So that includes the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC, mm-hmm. full game for free. No excuses anymore. Uh, and yeah, that'll, that's kind of April's uh, lineup for Play at Home. They still have May and June. So I'm excited to see if mm-hmm. they kind of keep up with this kind of numbers to that. Because mm-hmm. uh, there'll be a wealth of free stuff. Even if you got some of this stuff on PS Plus. I believe you should be able to redeem it to essentially make it mm-hmm. free completely with no PS Plus requirement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is uh, that. And if you haven't grabbed Ratchet & Clank, that is still available until uh, the end of this month. Yep. March, and do so. Uh, yeah, March 31st. Right. Yeah. I got one trophy in that game to get the platinum. It's the one for making every enemy in the game dance. Mm-hmm. Which, if you beat the game, you're like, I have no clue which ones happened. <laughs> so I literally just have a playthrough where that's the only thing I'm doing to enemies. is mm. making them dance at least once before I kill them. It's not exactly mm. the most thrilling way to play the game. Uh, but let's All talk right. about something that is thrilling. PlayStation VR 2. Sony decided to follow up their sort of uh, surprise announcement a few weeks ago. With finally yeah. showing off the new controllers. That are... Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit more like the traditional VR controllers that are on PC. Uh, more mm-hmm. of kind of like a, a ring-like thing that you're holding uh, that's able to track your fingers and uh, motions and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to it. Uh, they even show the controllers where they kind of have a stick on each one as you're holding them in both hands. Uh, you got X and O on the right controller, square and triangle on the left controller. Uh, I think you have an extra button on there next to the stick, as well as the trigger. And I think another button on the grip. Uh, it has DualSense features into it, so the, the trigger has the adaptive trigger functionality to it. Mm. Uh, the haptic feedback for the device as a whole for improved run rumble. Yeah, finger touch detection. Uh, better tracking. That seems like it's more inside-out tracking, so the, the headset itself uh, is able to track the controllers versus having to have it in the vision of a camera. 
Mm. And as well as, yeah, traditional kind of controller buttons that it has there. And it looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they said they're showing us off because it's something they're sending out to devs pretty soon and just wanted to avoid uh, random leaks. Because mm. that would happen anyway. So I was just yeah. show it and officially announce it so people know what's up. Mm. So that is a okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a bit of a surprise announcement. Uh, if you know Jade Raymond, one of the more mm. well-known figures in the industry, has not yeah. had great luck over the past few years. Uh, was working mm-hmm. at EA, helped them set up EA Motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was working on some Star Wars stuff that eventually got canceled, and she yeah. left there. Yeah, and unfortunately, EA Motive life. still works on stuff. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, she went to Stadia. To work at Google, set up their the studios. What's that, Brandon? I was going to say the last thing she ended up working on it with EA was was Star Wars Battlefront Two, and uh, yeah, yeah, not, not I think they the were best. working on something else too, but yeah, the the last known thing she was working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then she went to Google, work on Stadia, because Google made a good push early on to set up their own studios. I think they got Shannon Stud still from. Mm-hmm. Sony Santa Monica uh, to also work there. So I had some uh, pretty big name talent there and that all got shut down once Google realized that uh, making games is expensive and takes time. And they Mm -hmm. had none of those for Stadia. Yeah. So she left again as a result and announced that she has a new studio called Haven. Yeah. uh, And that it is set in Montreal Kind of mm-hmm. has a number of the people that's worked at her previous studios. Because she's had like a at least like a small crew that has jumped around with her to these mm-hmm. new jobs. Yep. Uh, but this time around, she's set in some roots in an independent studio that is working on a new IP, unannounced new IP for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So maybe getting sort of a similar kind of a uh, deal that Hideo Kojima had. Once yeah. he left Konami, uh, this is a uh, this is pretty cool for somebody who's kind of had a bit of rotten luck. Uh, yeah, for the most of this past gen, pretty much uh, finding a place that should be more stable and we'll let her actually release a game. Yeah, like actually let her do her job. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's uh, so they're probably going to be hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that really busy Montreal uh, community there that has a lot of work that could be done up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, publishers have studios up there, like we just talked about. Gotham Knights, that is a Montreal game. Plenty of work around there for people that uh, are capable of it. Yep. So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, the biggest surprise news of the week. Sony Interactive Entertainment partners with uh, an esports venture company called RTS mm-hmm. to acquire the Evo Championship Series. Ooh. Uh, it's no surprise that the pandemic has not been kind to esports, mm-hmm. especially the fighting game community where most of those games do not have the greatest net code to really mm-hmm. facilitate uh, all these games really being uh, performed to their highest levels. Uh, for mm-hmm. competitions, so I think the yeah. 
the upcoming Evo. They've uh, Evo Online that they've talked about. It's like it's gonna be like four games, mm-hmm. uh, at least announced right now. And it's like that's ah, Smash is probably not gonna be there because the netcode is shit on that game. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it seems like SIE is kind of being pretty hands off, just kind of wanting to ensure that this you know legendary uh series of events uh can continue on without mm-hmm. worry about you know financial uh lack of you know money to keep going yeah uh, whether this pandemic season <sighs> uh, it seems like the co-founders are still gonna be around as like key advisors mm-hmm. so still some work for the the canon brothers mm-hmm. so that's good that the that thing won't be shutting down anytime soon. Yeah, fortunately. Uh, now, uh, how well this is going to be received by the uh, esports community? Well, that's another story, I guess. Yeah, I mean, not even esports. But not even esports, but the, the the fighting game community in general. Like, obviously, Evo has gone through its changes since, like, you know. 2000 2006 there's always like some sort of new generation of stuff um mm-hmm. you know we, we we talked about smash like not being on the uh, initial list but mm-hmm. you know say what you want about whether or not smash belongs in the uh, fighting game community or evo i mean the mm-hmm. fact that it brings such a crowd in is huge for evo in general so um this the, the, this playstation acquisition or, or sony acquisition that def- definitely helps so it'll be interesting to see how they move on from there but i mean uh, fighting games that are eventually put on PlayStation obviously have better netcode. So if they're trying to do just just do online tournaments, um, this should be cool. And like you know, after uh, seeing what Ac- what what Activision did with their uh, esports uh, employees, and Sony could be one that benefits them from this. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The FTC has kind of largely been focused on PlayStation consoles because it's just that's where most of the uh, Japanese and Western fighting games are all on, mm-hmm. guaranteed, and you can have your sticks and all that. Uh, especially last gen, going from PS3 to PS4, like they were doing a lot of work to make sure that stuff would definitely work mm-hmm. uh, and not have to rebuy new sticks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think they've definitely put in the work over the years to cultivate a generally pretty good fighting game community mm. outside of the Nintendo specific stuff. Uh, and especially on their YouTube, they uh if you like follow the PlayStation account on uh Twitch or YouTube or anything, you'll see a lot of them doing weekly fighting game tournaments uh mm. for their PlayStation tournaments stuff. Uh so they've been yeah. doing quite a bit with that stuff. Uh the Mortal Kombat's and the Undernight and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have a, a good crew there that is passionate about the fostering the esports stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's right. uh, let's get to the next thing. Uh, Sony held another like event uh, thing where they announced games like every half an hour. Uh, this time it's focused mm-hmm. on indies, uh, and yep. a few of them are just kind of here's updates on uh, some additional stuff for like Chicory, A Colorful Tale, or. Now we're play with your food. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was the other one? Heavenly bodies. You can see a little bit more on that. Uh, yeah. 
but there's a few uh, new announcements. Uh, the one they finished up with was Disco Elysium, the final cut, announcing that it was coming out March 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'd be, this could be yeah. about a week and a half from now. Yep, and I am totally buying it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, 40 bucks. I, yeah. It's uh, about 40 bucks, and uh, I've played the base game on my PC. It is absolutely one of those games I cannot recommend enough. It is yeah. it is one of those games where it's it's one of those games where it's not only loaded with just a bunch of like really cool and amazing lore. It's also one of those games that on the one hand can be incredibly depressing, and on the other hand, there are times where it is shockingly like laugh out loud funny. Like in ways that are completely unexpected. The one I like to point out like an example of this is there's a point in the game where you know your character and then there's kim the guy who's sort of acting as your assistant because in the game you're acting you're playing as a detective for the local police force and kim is sort of like your uh assistant helping you out with the investigation and there's a point where you're having a conversation with each other and you know, there's a point where it's like, okay, you're agreeing on things, and so, you know, you nod your agreement at him, and he'll nod your agreement, his agreement back at you, and then you can nod again, and then he'll nod again, and then you can keep doing this five or six or seven times until you die because you accidentally just broke your own neck from nodding so much. Yeah. That's the, that's the type of humor we're talking about. That got dark real quick. Oh, yeah. And sort of despite it looking like a like classic computer RPG, it's more dialogue focused than combat focused. Yeah, there's it doesn't even have like a like a set combat mechanic. Like any yeah. combat that does happen is purely like of the uh, choose your old adventure type. Um, one of the one of, another really funny moment is early in the game because like the whole sort of like idea of this game is you're this detective who basically just went on a has gone through like a three-day bender and you wake up in this messy hostel and you're completely like you're completely just all of your memories are completely gone you have bit you drank so much that you literally have no memories of your previous life and one of the first things that happens is after you come out you'll walk and you'll meet this attractive woman who is uh living in the room next to you and you know, as is with these types of games, you can you have like a charm level, you know. Um, but at that point, when this conversation happens, your charm level is not going to be that high, like no matter what you end up choosing. So when you try to tell her that you find her attractive, what ends up coming out is you saying, I want to make fuck with you. <laughs> like I said, it's that type of stuff that's just hysterically funny. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this release. Uh, obviously, it cleaned up at the Game Awards a couple years ago, yeah. so this is definitely yeah. something that's on my radar. And I, I, I did want to download it, like, you know, last November. But when I heard it's coming to console, I was like, okay, I'll wait. But yeah, next week, this is a yeah. There's like a whole bunch of new stuff that they're adding for this version too. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're actually like full like, voice support, which oh. is crazy because even like Persona Five, for as big as that game is. They don't even do that. Most of the big JRPGs yeah. don't do that. Yeah. So that they did it here for a game that's primarily dialogue focused is 
Yeah, and especially especially for this game because this game's got a ton, a ton, a ton of characters. So yeah, yeah I think they said there's like it. a million di- lines of dialogue in the game. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's funny that you mentioned that a lot of like JRPGs especially aren't fully voiced, but like, uh, I mean, not to really change the subject, but like Fire Emblem Three Houses is completely voiced, and that's just bizarre to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm probably gonna check that out. Yeah. And again, it's only uh, it's only like uh, a week and I think like a week and two days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next Tuesday, so not this coming Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Yeah. Is it is it uh, just PlayStation or is it coming to Switch or do we know? It's PlayStation well. and PC right now. Like yeah. later this year for Switch, the Xboxes, and Stadia. Hmm. Yeah, this is actually a game that would be perfect Switch. So yeah, there is a Switch version coming. Yeah, who knows when that's going to happen? I'm going to have to check out that trophy list, see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's a pre-order for it yet, but it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff that got announced. There was Operation Tango, which is sort of an asymmetrical spy co-op game. So I think you have one person as like the hacker and the one that's out in the field as the agent mm-hmm. kind of doing your thing. So uh, I think it requires two people to play it. Sort of like the, a way out, that kind of thing, but it's not that style of game. Isometric. Yeah. It, it looks first person. No, asymmetrical. Oh, asymmetrical. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No date for that. It's just sometime this spring. Uh, but it has a really nice style to it and all that, so that'll be neat to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, also announced is a PSVR game called Puzzling Places, which initially I read it as a jigsaw puzzle game, and I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I looked at the, the actual trailer, and it's like a 3D uh, puzzle, essentially. Like They've taken uh, a landscape or an area, like buildings, uh, mm-hmm. area, and you're kind of given these chunks of it, and you got to figure out how to put them together as like a 3D puzzle. Sort of like if when you go into like Street View in Google Maps, there's like that kind of 3D-ish version of the mm-hmm. whole thing that looks really like shit because it's, you know, a satellite map that they're trying to uh, zoom in way more than the the resolution actually allows. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like really high res kind of look as you're putting together, you know, stairways and buildings and all this kind of stuff. It looks like mm-hmm. a really nice kind of relaxing VR game. Mm-hmm. Kind of chill out and just like, oh, just solve some of these puzzles. Mm-hmm. That is out sometime this winter, later this year. Uh, and the other game that is new is the game called Where the Heart Leads. That is mm. uh, also hitting PS5, PS4, July 13th. Mm. It's sort of a narrative adventure game from Armature mm-hmm. Studio, uh, yeah. which are the former Metroid Prime devs. So this is a bit of a weird tangent as like a, uh, it seems like a kind of narrative focus with a lot of uh, choose your own adventure elements to it see how things play out uh, as somebody who trying to see what the yeah, when husband and father Whit Anderson descends into a sinkhole to save the family dog and wittingly tumbles into a journey through time 
suddenly involved mm. by visions of his past, present, and future, with discovers he can change them, altering the course of his and others' lives forever. Mm. So yeah, it gets uh, a lot of weird stuff like that. Looks like it has a nice style to it and all that, so that seems like it could be neat to check mm-hmm. out this summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the the big PlayStation Indie Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other big event for this week was the Square Enix Presents yeah. uh, showcase that had a bunch of stuff. Uh, we highlighted some of it. There's not... You know, they showed some more about Outriders. It's out in a few weeks. I don't think that's, mm-hmm. that's anything to cover too much. There's Battle and Wonderworld, which also is coming out pretty soon next week. Uh, that's, you know, there's the demo if you want to check that out. Same as Outer Wild or Outer Outriders. Mm. Uh, but let's talk about Life is Strange True Colors was the big announcement. Uh, coming out yep. September 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. All the PlayStations, Xboxes, PC, Stadia, uh, as well as it's kind of a single release. There's no episodic nature to it. Kind of just mm-hmm. one thing that you can play through. Yeah. Yeah, they also mentioned that... Um... Even though it's not episodic, uh, there are like little breaks that uh, it takes, so that you you know you you can go ahead and take a step back because these games get pretty heavy. So I'm yep. glad they're doing that. Yeah, new protagonist. I forget where it's set at. Colorado town of Haven Springs. Mm-hmm. She goes to reunite with her brother Gabe. Uh, she has supernatural powers to kind of. Uh, read motions of people around her and if they're mm. really strong she can kind of uh, see what exactly they're emotional about and that mm-hmm. affects her in various ways I guess yeah they, they they called it the psychic power of empathy which was like mm. beyond bizarre like I, I don't know if, if any of you watched the uh, Square Enix event in its entirety like it was it was yeah. definitely well produced and then when they got to Life is Strange which don't get me wrong I'm definitely excited for but like, it was like bizarre as far as the way it was. Like, it was presented. Like they, they had like one. I'm I'm assuming a developer because they 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 showed like the the studio's name um, as he was talking. But like he was totally overacting the the dramatics with with, with the game. And I was like, did people actually like watch this before they submitted this? Because this is beyond awkward. But you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks really nice it seems like they put a lot of work into the the tech for this to upgrade it from what the other games have had mm-hmm. and sort of yeah, at the, we, the we, same we point they to the last few life is strange games it's it, it, it's night and day like you know unlike telltale they've actually put some work into the into the into the um the engine so it, it, it definitely looks really good it doesn't look amazing but it looks good yeah and sort of along with that they announced that they are remastering the first two games life is strange and before the storm Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they are only going to be available as part of the Ultimate Edition uh, for mm-hmm. True Colors, and then they'll be released separately at some point after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no no idea when that is, but uh, they showed a bit of that, and you can see like the, the hair isn't kind of like a, a single like texture kind of thing. Like, it'll actually be look more like actual hair. Uh, move mm-hmm. a bit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, made it look uh, quite a bit better mm. than the original game. Better lighting and all that kind of stuff. It'll be on the, all the same platforms: Google Stadia, PS4, Windows PC, Xbox One, and all that. 
as a digital release. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be f- fun to see. I don't know if I'll play those, but good for people that haven't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they gave an update on Project Athia. Athia. Yeah. Uh, gave it a new name. Uh, yeah. Forspoken, which uh, the Google Docs uh, spell checker does not like because uh, it's not really a normal word, which means it's a real Square Enix game. It has a weird mm-hmm. name. Uh, it features yeah, actor Ella Belinska, who was in the recent Charlie's Angels movie. Uh-huh. Uh, she's the first uh, black woman or black person lead, I guess, for a Square Enix Japan game. Yeah. I'm looking at screen shots. This definitely looks like something I'd be into. Yeah, they describe it as a narrative-driven adventure, but I think there's action in it too. Uh, but she can it definitely looks like it. Yeah, she can actually book it around the environment. Lots of dashing and uh, warping and that kind of stuff. So a little bit of like what it was in Final Fantasy 15, but better, more usable, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, PS5 and PC coming out 2022. And yeah, the the studio was founded by Hajime Tabata, who helped uh, revive Final Fantasy 15 or 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, looks neat. I'm looking forward to seeing actual gameplay. Let's see, they had the requisites update for Marvel's Avengers to tell us they're still working mm-hmm. on it. Uh, this was the same day the new console versions came out on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. The, which was also the same time they announced the, they had the Hawkeye expansion came out, as well as mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Uh, they talked about for the future they are bringing Wakanda to the game and Black Panther. Uh, so that will be having a operation set in Wakanda with Claw being the, uh, the new baddie, brought into it who you might know from the beginning of. Black Panther is the the dude played by Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that uh, should be neat. A character that is not a bow user. Yeah. Be nice change of pace from these first two characters that were added to the game. And I guess people talk to the PR people about what, what the heck is going on with the Spider-Man. They said, mm-hmm. yeah, we're still working on it, but no timetable. That's something that was supposed to be hitting early 2021 from the initial announcement, so it's not coming out anytime soon. Maybe later this year, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. this Black Panther stuff was um, supposed to be something that um, they introduced a long time ago, but uh, it just so happened that you know he died like right beforehand, so they were, they, they were waiting a bit. But it seems like this, this is something like, well, worth waiting for, because like, when, when you look at the Hawkeye stuff, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't all that impressed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they also talked a bit more about like their 2021 roadmap of new content coming. And it seems pretty good from what I've seen. Uh, it described as like having more uh, raid stuff, more stuff to team up with people on all the kind of end game stuff that probably should have been in the game sooner, but obviously they weren't really ready to actually launch a live game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, when you... Started up now, it looks like it has more content to it because there's, you know, three sort of campaign things to play mm-hmm. as well as the multiplayer stuff. So 
Yeah. I'll be interested in seeing if I beat the game by the time this thing comes out, whenever that is. Uh, they talked about it's the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider. Yep. And at the moment, it doesn't seem like they really have any game in the works, at least not really. visibly. Uh, they did announce a Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Edition. as a yep. just trilogy release of the, the last three games. Yep. First two games are good. The third one, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I the, third, the third one was also not developed by the original uh, CD team, so that that's yeah. part of it, but I actually love the trilogy, even the third one. Like, it, obviously, it wasn't as good as the, as the first two, but I, I, I loved them for what they were worth. Um, I don't know if I'll dive back into them, because they're all pretty meaty, but, you know, if you missed out, I uh, there's no better, better place to uh, make a recommendation than to start with the new ones, but... Yeah, yeah. Those games, that, that series managed to do something that I don't think a a lot of people thought would be possible, which is completely redefine Lara Croft as a character. You yeah, know, she's not in you know in this series, she's not the you know basically the superhero that you play in the original games. Um, she is much more like a Tomb Raider. Yes, yeah. After three games, she's still working to be a Tomb Raider, even though she's yeah. raided some tombs even by now. She's already raided quite a few tombs by the end of tombs by the end of the trilogy um but yeah it, you know the 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 newer trilogy makes her a lot grittier and a lot more i guess realistic though they Other beat than, the shit out of her in a way that's kind of yeah, not great well i mean it is the story isn't it yeah but you know there's some part of it that seems like it's trying to exploit a little voice. A little voice. Yeah. Like, oh, you'll like her now because we're beating the shit out of her, right? You feel bad about that. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, she's I always guess. falling back. Like, it, 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 like at Getting some point, you would think stuff that, and being okay like an hour later. Yeah. Like, after a while, you would think, you know, considering how many times she's fallen through like radial floors, you'd think that she'd at some point figure out, you know, maybe I should anchor onto something just in case before I walk in here. Well, when she does that, then shit goes bad too. Mm -hmm. So she's fucked either way. Yeah. Yeah. If you want this survivor trilogy, it's on sale now for 20 bucks instead Mm -hmm. of 50 until the 2nd of April. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's PS4 versions, no upgrades or anything. So it's just a collection of that stuff. So if you already have them, you're not really getting mm-hmm. anything, but uh, it's the games and all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so nothing really new there. But uh, it seems like they're also doing some other stuff. There's like a, a statue they're doing uh, for the 25th anniversary. It's probably pretty expensive. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's... I'm not sure what else they're announcing. Look, there's the anime series they're doing with Netflix. Uh, they're doing lots of weird stuff, like pretty much anything but a game. But yeah, because they're not having a game, uh, they also announced uh, 25th anniversary crossovers mm-hmm. with a bunch of other games. Uh, I mentioned Fortnite when I was uh, talking about that. That she's one of the featured characters for this season, so you can check that out. Uh. 
Okay, I guess it does have the 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 newer look for two for uh, Laura Croft because mm-hmm. that's what they show in the screenshot. But the the default one they show in the game is the the green tank top, not the the dirty gray one. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's also going to be involved in two, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint in some way. Like, no details, it seems like, but uh, they say based on previous Ghost Recon content, it could potentially be an opportunity where you are uh, having her work alongside you. Uh, or maybe some tombs will be some new dungeons for them to explore. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? Didn't really announced details on that. Fun Fantasy. Brave Exvius War the Visions is the other game, mm-hmm. uh, which is their Final Fantasy crossover game that is styled like uh, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Sort mm-hmm. of a strategy RPG like that uh, on mobile. I just guess you want to do that. Uh, I assume she will be a character in that in some way, maybe a small little campaign to play with. Uh, who knows? But yeah, doing a couple things there. Uh, no we'll word. Crossover on one's uncharted. It won't happen, but you can dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And playing the Avengers, it really made it stick out to me. Like, oh, they've been make trying to make Naughty Dog games for the last four, four, uh, three games, I guess technically. Uh, oh. With the first Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Avengers, all feature like the. Oh, you got to climb these. Uh, you know, ladders uh, or ledges and all this kind of stuff and jump around. But though they have the, the Tomb Raider, it, this wall scratchy, so that means you can climb it. Yeah, it's pretty clear that Uncharted is pretty much like, you know, the inspiration for their cinematic experiences. But I think the Tomb Raider games, like, they, they do a solid enough job of like being their own um, experience. I mean, like, if, yeah. if, when you look at all the, all the tombs and all of their, their, their really open world segments, like, these are things that even. Uh, the Lost Legacy chart tried to copy. So they both borrowed from each other. It's just wild how much the, the Naughty Dog stuff like defined how they were going to change things for the, the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is it for this week. Uh, it's yep. a lot of stuff. Still going to have more if we had more time to do it, but uh, we'll have some more news next week as well as that the little indie showcase that Microsoft is doing, uh, as mm-hmm. well as probably other stuff that happens, because we got another week of news to cover. So, yep, uh, <laughs> heading here into the end of the month, and we got new games releasing here. Uh, Monster Hunter mm-hmm. is out in a few days, and yeah, if you want to be Bravely Default too, just put it on easy. Mm. Uh, just play through that. So I'm guessing like the yeah. original game, it has like a thing where you can just essentially turn off uh, random battles and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, the original you could, if you didn't want to fuck around with random battles, you could just turn it off, uh, ah, or yeah, or turn it way up if you wanted to grind the hell out of the game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, this new one doesn't have random battles. Yeah, you actually just see them on the world map. Okay, so you can just run around them if you don't want to. Even mm-hmm. even then, like if 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 you don't grind at least a little bit, you'll you'll have trouble against these bosses, which is my main thing. So, yeah. Well, unlike any JRPG, you just start grinding again. Yep. Eventually, mm-hmm. it'll be more powerful. Yep. Then the rest of the game is super easy, and you're annoyed. 
Well, Private that's, people uh, still find, find a way to fuck you, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's the way it is. Hopefully, I have a review this week. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is uh, it for this week. Thank you to Brandon and Dan Red for joining. We'll be back next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time.